Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. I went slower that time, Chris. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Usually I say that really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I decided to be dramatic. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. This is Arrow on Target. <laughs> this is episode something called Brotherhood. Yes. This is episode, I think it's number seven this season. We're All right. seven episodes into the season, Chris. All right, cool. Um, on our main podcast, we actually uh, talk about the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow that yes. just uh, released recently. So you should check that out at stayontargetpodcast.com. You should. Uh, we are, uh, this is the mid-season break. Correct? Uh, I don't know if it's the mid-season nope. break. We're not quite it's there the, yet. It's the Thanksgiving break. Yeah, this is the Thanksgiving break. We're back uh, We're back soon here, and then we'll do the Thanksgiving break sometime in December. I imagine mid- we have mid-season. like... Mid-season. Yeah, mid-season break. Sorry. Uh, two two more episodes, maybe two... Uh... You're right, because the next episode is uh, a crossover episode, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So probably the crossover... Does the crossover happen... Um, like, both episodes of the crossover happen... Uh, this side of the break, right? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, Brotherhood. Yep. There's a lot of stuff in this episode. There's a lot of cool stuff in this episode. So, I will. Let's start off. We usually start off with things that we like. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to start off with something that I don't know that I like yet. Whoa. So, you're going the opposite way. I don't know that I like another person coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Basically, on this show, yeah, it again cheapens death, like we've talked oh, about. It really does. Um, and I, I also don't like um, someone coming back from the dead, like Andy, who his death was such a formative time in Diggle's life. Yeah, and I don't. I feel like if that happens to me, then there would be this huge question of identity. If I had based a lot of my actions, my life, and the way that I thought around this one thing happening, thinking that this is true, yeah. and I find out that it's not true. You know, and something that is that shocking, you know, that it's, uh, I don't know, man. Like, that moment, like, we, we think before that, okay, he was a bad person. Like, I mean, we've, we've kind of stair-stepped our way into this, where we, we've already shattered who Diggle thought his brother was in the right. first place. And then now we are, you know, taking it that a step farther and saying right. he's alive and he's been lying to you this entire right. time. And, uh, I mean, think about season one with Diggle. We had, uh, basically, um, his brother's, uh, wife and child. I mean, I mean, they're out there, in the, you know, they're out there in the world. They yeah. were a big part of season one for Diggle. Yeah. And, now that we've called into question the integrity of uh, his brother and then also said he's alive. I mean, we've stair-stepped our way here, so it makes it a little bit easier to swallow since it wasn't just an all of a sudden, oh, your brother's a terrible person and he's alive. Right. You know, we've had a few episodes to kind of get into it, but I agree that it, it cheapens death on the show. We, yeah. The death means almost nothing on this show and Flash. Like yeah. in this universe, somebody dies and you're just like, okay. Yeah, they're probably you know, coming back. Yeah, they're probably coming back for sure. Um, or, I mean, in this instance, we didn't even 
until this season hadn't even seen his brother like it was just a piece of his backstory right um and then whenever or was it last season that whenever we flashed back or uh saw some something in the flashback where he came back from the island um yeah that was last season yeah it was last season we saw him then but that's the first moment we had ever seen his brother and so we didn't even know his brother was a uh you know we didn't even know that character. Right. And so to bring that character back to life, that is his backstory is, right. well, I was dead and now I'm back to life. It's just not a, not a super compelling backstory for his brother. Yeah. Um, I do like that actor a lot. I do like the, uh, that, you know, interplay that they had even on this episode, like the small little bit where he's like, is this true? Mm-hmm. And he says, yes, all of it, you know, it's mm-hmm. true. And I mean, you don't know, like in that instance, what, whether or not it's true, uh, or if it's just a piece of the picture, is you it know? true? Or like, well, the, yeah, but is it true? Or is it because he's under the he was under the mind control of Damian Dark, right? Or still like, and then, you yeah, know? could there be extenuating circumstances here? Could right. it have been for a an operation, uh, right. an undercover operation of some sort, right. or whatever it could be? You know, yeah. And and I didn't mean to like you know go down to like oh, you know like I don't know about this kind of stuff, but I yeah. just wanted, like that was the first thing that came to my mind is just kind of like man, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is happening again, and mm-hmm. you know like. I think that I think they that's why Diggle is having such a hard time with it because he his identity is so wrapped up in it, probably. Yeah. Um, but you know. Uh to go back to things we like, I really liked uh um I'll, just the overall kind of this feels again very Batman esque yeah. where you know you have a corrupt uh, you have a politician who is trying to be corrupted by the uh the the bad guy and um he ref- refuses to, but I mean Oliver Oliver considers it for a long while. Oh yeah, I mean, and honestly, it <laughs> he wasn't really talked out of it until the last little little bit of this episode. Right. Um, and it almost like the nonchalant way in which he goes about being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm totally gonna gonna be my own undercover agent with Dark or whatever." Right. Um, it just kind of he really just accepts it, and it. it it is interesting with that character because in so many other decisions in previous seasons, we've had Oliver that is indecisive or Oliver that um, just does it or whatever. Whereas this just time, do it, he's, he's just completely open about it. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm, I'm really thinking this is the option. The I think the interesting thing is uh, Felicity from the beginning. She's like, you know. You've tried to basically makes the point. You've tried to take organizations down from the inside before, basically <laughs> alluding to the the uh, League of Assassins and like yeah. and how has that turned out, you know? And he still is considering it. I'm like, come on, dude! Like we yeah. all know this yeah. is a bad idea. Yeah, and it's like him coming around at the end. I really like that we didn't retread old territory. And yeah. it's it's not like there's a it's a stagnant character completely, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. It's it, but seeing that he's open about things like that's the other thing is that this episode it exemplified to me that he talked to basically everyone about yeah. this, you know. Oh yeah, and well, and, and I think that's something that I noticed even you know last uh, last couple episodes, you know, like this season this is more of a team. Yeah, in, in that you know uh, I remember what was it uh, what was happening whenever Oliver got. Um, uh, he was wanting to just go fight by himself or something in the ah, past couple right. episodes, and he got outvoted. Yeah, and they're they like, said, no, they said it's, it's not even up to you, or it's not up. Not to, up to I, I don't think that it's up to you. Thea said it to him. Yeah, and then Diggle kind of looks at her and goes, "Yeah, it's not up to him." Well, and, and so like you saw that, and then you saw him um, seeking their counsel more than he has um, in previous seasons. But then you also have Diggle. He's like, "Nah, don't go after my brother." And then they're like, "Well, it's basically the same thing. It's not up to you. Yeah, like, we're going to do this with or without you." You know, and right. Um, so like, it's I like that. You know, kind of. Oh, well, this is a democracy now, you right. know, Team Hero. And it's nice that it, it walks that line really well between having inner 
team conflict and also having team unity. Because before in previous seasons, whenever it's just been up to Oliver or whatever, and it it comes down to everyone else versus Oliver a lot right. of times. Whereas now that we can like vote on things and, and it's not really just up to one person, right. you can have somebody going, well, I don't think this is a good idea, but right. I'm going to let you guys be, well, go th- along with this. I think, you know, I think they're doing things that, um, are building trust with the, between each other more, you know, like they used to not trust, um, uh, Oliver because he kept all these secrets from them and, right. and he would unilaterally make decisions. But now like he's asking them, you know, what they want to do and he, they are, yeah, there's, there's conflict between them, but they're right. making these decisions together and these are shared experiences and, and just by being truthful and honest to each other, they're trusting each other more, which is really cool. Like I, I, I'm enjoying that, like a, a conflict bait. I mean, Basically, conflict-free team Arrow. Yeah. Oh, not conflict-free. Okay. Big, like, there's no huge rifts between the the members. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, like, there's not like, oh man, I'm upset. I'm I'm Roy. I'm upset because you won't ever let me go out and fight with you. You know, and it's gonna be a deal breaker to our friendship. Niggles, like, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm never. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like everything was an ultimatum a lot of times before. Yeah. Whereas this season, it feels like you know there is that conflict. It is the Diggle doesn't want anybody to save his brother, but then they say we're gonna do it anyway, and he's like, okay, right. You know, I mean, so it seems like there's uh. There's still conflict and there's still interesting things happening, but like an trust. interesting dynamic. Yeah, but it's it's more like a real uh, a real life situation where it's yeah. like you may not agree with some team member or somebody you work with all of the things that they do, but it's like right. you're still you're still on their team, you're still their friend, you're right. still still there with them to back them up, you know? Right. Well, yeah, and that, I think that's the other key is the fact that you know Diggle does show up, you know, eventually, and so it's like you know, yes, we uh, I don't agree with this decision, but. Yeah. I'm going to commit to it anyway, you know, yeah. like I'm going to go ahead and, and, and back you up because that's what we do as a team, you know? Yeah, dude. So something else I loved about this episode, we saw another team member have direct, uh, hand to hand combat yeah. with Damien Dark. Yeah. Uh, Thea. And it was ended in a very surprising way. Like for a minute there, I was like, man, he's going to capture her. He's going <laughs> to like mind control her. Or like what's going to happen here? Um, but then whenever he tries to kill her, it backfires, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, and I think, you know, it's because she's been in the Lazarus pit and, she, and it takes her bloodlust away, which is crazy. So that, yeah. that leads to her. Malcolm's conveniently in town. And, <laughs> he always is, Chris. Oh, you think? <laughs> He's like, he just shows up at the most inconvenient times. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, I'm going to crash on your couch. Although this is the thing, like she, <laughs> man, she she's she goes to him and say you know like you helped me take my bloodlust away before like let's make it permanent or whatever and I guess it's because of her experience you know taking it away the first time that she trusts him but like why are you trusting him again yeah well I mean she trusts him but then she immediately like she told uh, she told Oliver that he basically you know offered up these people like manipulated her into yeah. killing people yeah. and she didn't like that he did that no and and then she turns around and asks for his help right again yeah you know it's like okay what do you what do you think malcolm's solution is going to be i think just a natural gut reaction from malcolm is to kill people right well and this is the other thing too like i think like he's trying to get her to kill that uh um that pedophile or whatever that's free or whatever and it's like it's like is he dexter now yeah that's is what i was saying you know, you know, you're like, coming up with a dexter situation like what is here? going on right now you know like this is ridiculous i mean and honestly if the show like if they go that route they 
they should dedicate to it. Like they should just go like the, one of the, one of the things about like the, that made Dexter so um, successful and, and a lot of people that, that they just went that way. Like yeah. they went a hundred percent that direction. And this is not that. Show. No, it's not that. And I don't, I don't think it was trying to be, it was just kind of like, but it's like, these, these are just super weird motivations. Like, yeah. like all of a sudden now Malcolm is, is, you know, taking out all the baddies in the city. Like, what yeah. are you, what are you doing? Like, uh, <laughs> Again, I think that that murder and manipulation are just a you know the the first instinct uh, that Malcolm has in any yeah. situation. It's I, just can my problem be solved by killing people? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. like, uh, oh man, seriously. Answer A to every problem: kill people. <laughs> just think about your the everyday situations, frustrations that you have. Chris can't find my favorite cereal at the grocery store. Kill people. <laughs> Solves the problem by killing people yes <laughs> we uh i can't find my keys solve the problem killing, killing people, people. <laughs> um yeah totally they overcharged me for <laughs> my meal i'm gonna kill people i mean i think that's actually the right answer <laughs> to that uh the, the uh I, I really like the uh the uh, the um use of ray in this episode um, both, yeah. you know, helping out in combat, but then he's just kind of like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to stay dead and, <laughs> uh, and just do my own thing here. And it makes sense. Like his character is quirky and, and really weird. Yeah. And so like, I just, don't think he just, even just, really cares. No. You know, like he doesn't care. I don't even really know what his motivation is anymore. You know, like before it was like, what, what was he doing? He was trying to find, well, uh, I mean, he was trying to be a hero for the, oh, yeah, for the city. To, yeah, that's right. It was, he was trying to, but, but why we know that's the thing. Okay. Let's back up for a second. <laughs> We never even really like we we talked about this before on the podcast. We never really under understood his motivation for why he wanted to do that. Yeah. That was never clear. Yeah. He's like, I want to be a hero. Like, why? You're spending so much money on yeah. this town that you didn't grow up in. I want to like, own Queen Consolidated. Like, what is happening right now, dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's very strange. I mean, well, he had the motivation of uh, didn't he? I mean, he had the same motivation that, that every superhero does, where like somebody close to him died. You're right. And so he is, he is that kind of motivation, but it never came across in a believable way. Yeah. It never came across as like, it's oh, this is, this is a, uh, a, a Batman scenario. It's different whenever um, – well, let's take Spider-Man, for example. Yeah. He has the powers already. And then one right. of his, you know, and then someone dies, okay, or someone dies and then he gets powers. It's right. not like he didn't go seek the powers. Right. He didn't go create them in a lab like Ray did. Someone dies and Ray goes and creates them in a lab. Well, even the same with uh, with the Flash. Like you look at the Flash, and it's like he, he you didn't know, really have a choice. He got his powers, you know, however many years later, and it was just his personality and the way he is that enhanced that that uh, feeling of justice and the you know all of that. So Ray. He's just lost at the moment. Like it just seems like he's just What's floating just, around, it, seeing what strikes his fancy, helping yeah. out Team Arrow. It's leading into, into uh, Legends of Tomorrow for sure. Yeah, and it's um, it's doing some interesting things. You know, yeah. there's some interesting. I, I, the interactions that he has with people are uh, are interesting. I, I I like where those are headed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Ray. Man, Ray is just uh, <laughs> he's an interesting character, and it seems like he's just that uh, guy that is like, oh well. It's just Ray, you know. What do you think? Crazy, gonna, crazy Ray. What do you think is going to happen to Quentin now that Damien Dark doesn't trust him as much? Oh man! Like, I mean, I, mean, I well, we posited that on last week's episode yeah. um, that that would happen, and here it is. You know, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't see Damien Dark as someone who leaves loose ends, you know, lying around. And so if he's about to throw away Quentin, he's gonna he's gonna get rid of him permanently. Yeah, and you wonder if maybe Oliver's play at the end of this episode where he basically says I'm gonna do the exact thing that Damien Dark didn't want him to do. Right. Um, I mean, it was definitely directed at Damien Dark. Oh, of course. I mean, he looks straight at him at the end, you know, while he's giving the speech. Fight him in the light. Yeah, fight him in the light. So, I I don't know, man. Quentin, you wonder what's Damien Dark's next thing. Does he need Quentin? Like, whether he trusts him or not, maybe in this situation he can't get rid of him because he needs him. He needs that high-ranking official in the police force, in the government, whatever, that he can manipulate and Quentin whether or not he trusts him completely he is that character there's something that I've been like that's been sneaking up on me in the back of my mind you know just over the last few weeks yes do you think Damien knows who Oliver is well whenever he captured quote-unquote the arrow um he said i have my suspicions he's like we'll just find out if i'm right like right. always you right. know and so he's very, i think he does i think he probably does um but he he probably wanted to see what oliver would do mm-hmm. um when confronted as oliver queen mm-hmm. if he would let him like give it away or if mm-hmm. he would you know maybe it was trying to double manipulate him like where oliver's gonna become the uh the behind the scenes agent or mm-hmm. undercover agent in damien dark's plans and damien dark's gonna use the fact that he's that oliver thinks that he's an undercover agent right. um against him where it's like i, I know that you know that i know <laughs> that you know that, that you I know. know that i know yeah <laughs> um so he also mentions so in this episode he talks to Oliver. He says, uh, "I'm running unopposed." Or he says, mm-hmm. "He says, so what are you going to do if I don't do this?" And he says right. something. Well, you may not be running unopposed. What do you think that means? Do you think that Damian Dark's going to run for government? Like, I'm going to try to be mayor? Do you think he's going to manipulate Quentin into running for mayor? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it just I don't know what the next step is. That would be yeah. Um, I think what would be interesting is yeah, if he manipulates Quentin into running for mayor, I could see him just like inserting some kind of mindless puppet, you know, a ghost. Yeah. Um, you know, or or making someone who is well known in Star City in his his uh, he can mind control him or whatever. Oh, that's you know, like. right because he's basically controlling a lot of these people, or it seems. Yeah. Like so it. that was my other question. Um, do you think he's still mind controlling Andy? So, so is so Damien Dark is he the one who's the mastermind behind Hive? I don't know if he is or if he's just a. It seems more like to me from the conversations he's had with other people that he's a high ranking official mm. in the organization that is Hive. But it doesn't necessarily seem like he's calling all of the shots. Like it seems like he's a step towards the bigger picture. But. So I'm wondering even if if he's the one in direct control of these people or if it's more uh, more complicated than that. I mean, the, the one thing that makes me think that, yes, he is in control is the way in which uh, he, he and Hive were described by Ra's al Ghul last season. Hmm. You know, like they were – he was basically – they were one and the same. Hmm. And – it sounded like, yes, Damien Dark is the leader of Hive. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and then if you separate one of the uh, members of Hive from the actual unit, right. what happens? And, you, I mean, obviously there's some sort of a personal choice in there because, again, we mentioned um, 
one of the hive agents basically had Diggle dead to rights at mm-hmm. some point and walked away. And so the the um, implication is that that was his brother and his brother had enough uh, resistance in him yeah. to not kill his brother. Well, didn't he actually like even say like kill the green one? You know, they didn't say kill the other one. That's true. That's true. And so he, like, there's, yeah, there was some part of him in there. And there has to be, too, if he's going to look at his own file and say, yeah, this is true. Like, yeah. I did, I am that person. And so, like, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it'll be interesting to see, like, how far does the mind control go and what exactly is it controlling? Like, are you right. really a blank slate? Obviously not. Uh, but can you control your own actions? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. How far does the level of influence go? Yeah. The boundaries of this. Does hive see what he sees? Right. We don't know. Right. Um, yeah. So these are all questions and all, all things that I pretty much liked about this episode. Um, you want to rate this thing? Yeah. So I would probably give this episode, um, about four hoods, four uh, hoods, like three and a half to four hoods. I mean, it's 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 right in that range where like some of the setup stuff I, I wasn't a huge fan of. I really loved a lot of the action in this episode. I really loved um, a lot of the character development, and and I like that we're not retreading you know other season territory. You know, we're yeah. we're not going back on ourselves again. The uh, something I want to mention. You mentioned the action. So James Bamford uh, directed this episode. He is a stunt. Yeah. Um, stuntman, and uh, he did a lot of like one take shots. You yeah. know, where it's like, um, you know, this is an action sequence, but we're we're just seeing it all in one take. Yeah, and that was really really cool seeing that several times throughout this episode. Um, I think that made the action feel different than normal, but I, I mean, it made it feel uh feel really cool. Made it feel a little bit more real. Um, where it wasn't a lot of quick cuts where you, you cut to it and, mm-hmm. and then the punch happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times you can make a fight um, unnaturally intense by making yeah, you know, make the it more cuts chaotic. Quick. Right. And so this was chaotic and intense and you could feel the, the hits without that, without yeah. the, the quote-unquote trick, yeah, which is not really a trick, but it's, you know. It's cool seeing like just you know the way that a stuntman focuses on the the action so much you know it's like Very it true. makes sense yeah um, but it's it's really interesting and kind of cool to see that yeah um, oh I'll I'll give this four and a half hoods as well okay cool dude I love it um, well that's it for this week yeah. on our main podcast again check out the uh, our our talk about both the Legends of Tomorrow trailer. Um, and then also we talked about the Captain America Civil War trailer that just mm, dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some news dropped in here and there and another Star Wars Road to the Force Awakens moment. That's true. You can find us on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. At StandTargetPod. Always online at StandTargetPodcast.com. You can find all of our podcasts there. You can also find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Please rate us, give us reviews, and lots of love or hate. Please don't hate us. And hugs. And hugs. Yes, hugs. Lots all of hugs. The hugs. Happy Thanksgiving. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Arrow on Target. Target.